as long as I can remember, I've had a lot of questions about fathers and sons. To this day, in a room of crowded people, I always notice how the fathers are acting. It's this hypersensitive radar within me. I know that this has everything to do with my own history and own that completely. My dad was not a consistent presence in my life and this bothered me. I should say more than bothered me. This aggravated me. This sort of haunted my early childhood life. I know better now, but at one time I thought, what's wrong with me? But my dad doesn't want to spend time with me. My dad's commitment as a father could best be described as hot and cold. Maybe the only thing consistent about his parenting style was that he was in and out of my life. One season he was in there and with me and my family, and the other season he was gone completely, out of sight, out of mind. Sometimes he'd forget to call on birthdays, and sometimes he'd show up with a bag of presents. It was completely unpredictable completely schizophrenic, if you will. The greatest pain came from the promises that he made and then didn't follow through on. Whether it was a promise of a weekend trip or that he would help me with my jump shot or that he would take me to the store for new shoes. Every disappointment crushed me. The fatherless of my own heart, even though I had a caring mom and many other caring adults in my life, has been this persistent pain, this sort of thorn in the side for most of my life. I remember as a young kid watching The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, there's this episode that gets me every time. Will's dad bails on another trip that he had promised him, and Will is left to sort of process this with Uncle Phil in the living room. And Will tries to pretend like this is no big deal, that his dad's actions don't hurt him. But then he begins to yell and he says, I'm going to get through college without him. I'm going to get a great job without him and marry me a beautiful honey and have me a whole bunch of kids. And then Will Smith is just getting to the height of his emotional peak. And he says that I'm going to be a better father than he ever was. But then he chokes up completely. He looks at Uncle Phil and he says, how come he don't want me, man? And it's this absolutely tear-swelling scene that says so much about what many of us have experienced with of this fatherlessness that's sort of rampant in our society and our culture. And every time I see this scene or even remember it, it brings these tears to my eyes. And I say to myself, that's how I feel. As I've grown up, I've come to learn that I'm not alone. Fatherlessness is a real thing. The statistics are staggering. Four out of 10 children are born to unwed mothers. And according to the U.S. Census Bureau, of the 12 million single-parent homes, 80% are headed by single mothers. 80%. That's amazing. And over the years, as I've sort of grown to, to know this is a part of what it means to be me, and as I've sort of tuned in to listen to, to those others that have shared the same fatherlessness I've, I've learned some things, some sort of interconnected themes have emerged, and I want to share a couple of those with you and how they really inspired me to write this poem. First, when you talk to someone who's experienced fatherlessness, there is this unresolved pain that's always close to the surface, 
and it sort of ebbs and flows through different seasons of their life depending on where they're at. You can literally feel the energy from someone who is wrestling deeply with father issues. I know because I am one of them. The pain takes all kinds of shapes and forms in our life, but I've noticed that often men will tell me, I'm not like my dad, or I won't be like my dad to my child at all. And there's this sharpness to it. There's this strength to it. It can even sort of come out like in a family joking way. Oh yeah, my dad never changed any diapers, but there's this deep sense of pain underneath it all. These comments and many, many more sort of moved me and I began to write little phrases at a time for this poem. It sort of just started coming to me as that I don't want to be like my dad, this, this strong energy around our fathers. And then secondly, several people started telling me that their dad never apologized. I, um, I didn't experience this personally, but men have told me that, and men and daughters have told me that there, um, there's a sense that their dad could just never get out the words, I'm sorry. Over and over again, people told me that their dad would never admit he was wrong. I kept hearing this theme from people that their, their dad would never show vulnerability, admit weakness, or act humbly. This surprised me as I began to listen to people's fatherlessness. And then third, I came across this phenomenal book, called Doing the Best I Can, Fatherhood in the Inner City, where two sociologists studied men in the inner city and and found that contrary to the stereotypes, men desperately want to be fathers, but tragically don't know how. This research resonated with me, especially as I've grown to see that I'm not sure is that my dad didn't want to be a dad. I think it's that my dad didn't know how to be a dad. The book teaches that men desire to love and to be loved, but can't. There's this emotional brick wall for many men. I find this reality in our society, in our relationships, heartbreaking. And then about a year ago, I saw a photo exhibit called Father Figure by a phenomenal, fantastic artist named Zun Lee. These photos were black and white frames that showed moving intimate portraits of fathers, of a father's love, of a father and a son, of a father and a daughter. These moving pictures that just crashed our stereotypes and allowed us to see again what's really going on in the movements of the human heart. I don't propose to solve this incredible problem of fatherlessness, but off of this listening, I had the fire I needed to write a poem. And I set out to write a poem that was deeply honest about the relationship between fathers and sons, but I also wanted to create an opportunity for transformation, for conversion, if you will. What I had in mind here was something that could break down the walls that separate fathers and sons and begin to give them a language in sharing together. Through this poem, I am inviting fathers and sons to turn their restless energy into love and compassion for each other. Here's the poem that I'm calling, The Burden That Buries Men. The day of my first bike crash. 
Me all black-eyed, bruised, and needing stitches. He all beer-breathed and tall, toughen up, he insisted. The day of the championship, I dribbled right, then left, bated breath, two seconds left, then shouts of joy when I scored the winning shot. But he didn't show and never called. Words like proud and well done, he never spoke. Words like I'm sorry, he never wrote. What I wanted from him were tools he didn't own. I promised myself I'd never be like my dad. I swore I wouldn't follow his steps. Live your life bold, hard, proud, browsing and unflinching. Man up, don't be sorry. His hollow laugh echoed in my head. the burdens of a father and a son, the gravity of history, skin and bone shouldering the story. He died with his dried up commitments, left me with my root withering bitterness. I wear my promise over my heart like a metal. I whisper, I'm not like you over his grave. But I have his skin and bones and I couldn't change. Until today, me all tired from work, distant and indifferent, my son all teary-eyed and lanky. You forgot to pick me up, and I waited for hours, seared from his accusation, the realization, a painful truth. I wasn't there when he needed me. I'm terrified somehow I've become my dad. The burdens of a father and a son, the gravity of history, skin and bones, this cross on his shoulders. Me all trembling and eyes low, he a warm planet on this day, holding my burdened body in his orbit a baptism of hot tears falling on my neck. The blessing of my son. <laughs>